0: what is up what is up and welcome back to another episode of blood and beer the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer my name is matt your host and as always we got some mma to talk talk some bare knuckle not really i didn't watch too much of that last night i wish i would have watched more but we also got beer to drink another ryan guy special here for me today Uh, this one is cheetah lager it's the jungle cat limited edition i don't know what it's about but we're about to find out this is a Cincinnati Brewing Company here in Ohio, and uh, after we try this out, we're going to recap UFC Fight Night Rodriguez versus Lamos, and then we're going to also be previewing UFC 281 Adesanya versus Pereira. That's going to be an absolute banger. It's got a nice little amber color. At least I think that's amber. Again, I'm colorblind, so everything's a fucking guess for me. All right. But yeah, UFC Fight Night. I said on my last episode, this card doesn't have a lot of names on it. Not the most exciting as far as just uh, face value goes. But man, it was a hell of a card. It had nine out of the eleven fights were finished before the. There were finishes either submission or knockout. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. It's pretty good. Not a ton of flavor, but definitely something I could sit and just sip on for all day. Yeah, So, we'll jump into these fights, though. I give that a 6-8. Uh, That's pretty pretty damn good. But for UFC Fight Night, we're recapping that first. Um, and, like I said, fun card. It kicked off the night we had a lady named Tamiris Vidal. She made her UFC debut against Ramona Pasquale and it wasn't a very long debut her ring walk lasted for absolutely ever fucking brutal to watch that it took forever for her to get to the ring but then fight starts off and uh kind of feeling out process you can tell vidal she got some power got some snap to her punches good lord that was fucking disgusting um yeah but she uh she jumps in kind of a flying knee lunge knee Nails Ramona Pascal right in the solar plexus, the gut region. Pascual screams out in pain. Vidal jumps on her, throws a couple more shots. Ref waves it off. I've never seen someone scream out in pain the way this lady did. Because after the fight was waved off, she was still crying. Like, very loud crying from this shot. So, I don't know. Maybe fighting's not for her if she can't take the shots. That was... That was a rough one to see, but it was you could tell this lady had some serious power. They call her the bulldozer, uh, she says, because she just never stops moving forward. And then in the second fight, we had Jake Hadley take on Carlos Candelario. Both these guys, real quick starters. They go out there, they're, uh, they're just throwing balls to the wall. They're all out, really. They're all about it. And then uh, they get through it. It looks like Hadley kind of has his number going into round two. Condolario mixes things up, gets the takedown, goes immediately into a triangle choke. It's not locked in right away though, but he's got him in the position where his legs are locked and the arm's in there, but it's not across the neck yet. Hadley does, he's on the bottom, and Hadley starts ripping these up elbows to Condolario's head. And it's like 90 seconds where they're in this position before Hadley's able to uh, get the arm over across the neck, gets the tap out, second round finish. So there's two quick finishes in a row. And then fight number three, we had Johnny Munoz taking on Ludvich uh, Shilinlan. Ludvik is a Ukrainian national team wrestler. He was on the Ultimate Fighter 30. He's a good little fighter, but uh, Johnny Munoz went out there. He real really put on a clinic, was out striking him um, in the grappling exchanges. There weren't many, but you could tell he had the upper hand there as well. He gets the unanimous decision victory. Not a, not the most exciting fight, but Munoz has a fun style. He was a flashy little guy. Following that, though, we had Pollyanna Viana. She took on Jin Yu Frey, and she gets a forty-five second knockout with a beautiful boxing combination that just kind of it freezes Frey right in her tracks. They're just they're stand up. She lands a couple punches. Frey just phew, then just keeps getting hit as she goes to the ground. It was it was crazy. So. 45 seconds. That's a quick one. And then we had my favorite fight of the night. Mario Batista took on Benito Lopez. Benito Lopez had a long, long layoff. Um, and Batista, he's a beast. And Lopez, he missed weight for this fight. They go out there. Lopez didn't look like he had time off. He was—he didn't look like he had a lot of ring rust or anything. It's just Batista's a fucking dog. He's out there. He's popping the jab. He's working his way in. He's got real good counter kicks every time that Lopez would throw a kick. Uh, Mario Batista throws a kick right back, low low leg kick. And then after he gets those established, he starts ripping combos to the body, boxing combos, just three, four, five punches at a time to the body. Then it goes to the ground. Um, Mario Batista he gets him in the full mount, doesn't do a whole lot with it. Lopez gets out, but Batista keeps him down. He moves, he just moving around, transitioning, landing some monster ground and pound. And then uh, goes back into the mount. He gets Lopez in a triangle choke with the armbar to get the finish. Um, at like five seconds left in the first round. It was this dude is going to be a problem. Uh, and I think that, yeah, I know that's the bantamweight division. That dude, he's calling for a he's calling for a top fifteen matchup or close to it. And he looks like he's got some serious power when he's striking, real crisp. And the ground game was insane. I mean, he had a straight armbar at one point. Then he switches over to the triangle with the armbar. It was fun. And then in the featured prelim, we saw Miranda Maverick absolutely dominate Shannon Young. 30-26 um, on all the scorecards. She's a problem in the women's flyweight division. She's only 25 years old. And the last loss she had, Macy Barber, I don't think she even lost that fight. It was a bad decision by the judges, in my opinion. But Miranda Maverick's just flying through these opponents they got for (gasps) Out of breath. Beer break. Yeah, so that's the prelims. On the main card, the first fight we have was a fight that I got wrong when I made this pick. I thought Mark Madsen versus Grant Dawson was going to go. Madsen just dominating, holding him down and wrestling him to death. Um, it was really the other way around. Dawson, he's wrestling, Maverick's, or, uh, Maverick. He's wrestling Madsen's legs, just grabbing the legs and pulling him down, and uh, he's just wearing them out. By the third round, you can tell Madsen was absolutely beat, just totally exhausted, and uh, Grant Dawson locks in the rear naked choke to get the finish. So that's a fight I was super wrong about. I thought it was going to go the exact opposite. and Lombekab. Khabib Nurmagomedov's prodigy. He took on Nate Maness and gets the first-round guillotine. Just showed to be too much for him. Derek Miner versus Shelley Shaylan. Let me get this right. Nerdan Beke, I think. Um, starts out... Minner throws a kick. Hurts his knee right away. He can hardly stand up. And uh, Nerdan Beke he just finishes it off with ground and pound. It probably... Would have gone in Becky's way anyways. I mean, he was a heavy, heavy favorite at like minus 380. But you hate to see a fight end because of injury, but it is what it is. And then in the co-main event, we had Daniel Rodriguez take on Neil Magny. This was a back-and-forth battle. Um, round one, it was feeling-out process. Rodriguez is, starts out quick, and then Magny starts to establish his jab, gets him in the clinch, starts landing some shots. Um, and then finishes the round off on top, just uh, backpacking, uh, backpacking Rodriguez. So Magny took round one. Round two, Rodriguez really rallies. Starts to hurt Magny, starts landing some good combinations. Just total total one-sided round, I thought, by Daniel Rodriguez in round two. In round three, we kind of mix both of them together. It comes out, and uh, Magny's popping his jab, and then Rodriguez wobbles Magny. Magny shoots for the takedown. Um, they get to the clinch, he survives. and Later in the round, Magny locks in the Darce choke, gets the finish, called it right, the only one I got right on my last episode, but he gets the Darce choke, and now he has 20 wins in the UFC welterweight division. Um, that's the most of anyone, even over George St. Pierre, so he's been around for a minute. He should have a record like that, but Neil Magny's a dog. There's a lot to say about longevity in that sport. All right, and then in the main event, we had Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. It started off a little slow, um, just feeling each other out. A lot of these fights started off that way. And then Lemos really started to come into her own. And in round three, she caught her, uh, rocks Rodriguez, just swarms her with punches, and the ref has to pull her off, standing TKO for Amanda Lemos. I don't know what's next, if she gets the title shot next or if she's got one more fight. She could take on Rose Nami Yunus. That'd be a good comeback fight for Rose. And with Lamos, you know, it only takes one shot, and she's got that power to do that. So, what's next for her? I don't know, but it was definitely a sight to see. I didn't think she was going to rock Rodriguez like that, but Rodriguez seemed a little bit scared of her power in that fight, and I think that was the difference maker. I need to start running or something. I'm running out of breath just doing this show. But that's what we have for UFC Fight Night um, for a recap. Now we're going to go ahead and jump in to the UFC 281 preview. That's coming up this weekend. It's going to be Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. And we're just going to start from the prelims, work our way all the way to the top. I got picks. I got ideas. I just, I'm going to break down some of these fights, make some picks on some other ones. It's going to be fun. But in the first fight at least the first fight at this time, we have Andre Petroski versus Wellington Thurman. Um, they're kicking things off, and both these guys are grapplers. Wellington Thurman, I want to say he's a BJJ black belt. Andre Petrosky says he's the best uh, submission artist in the UFC. He's got quite a few submissions to prove it now. They're going to be going at it, and I think this is going to end up being a stand-up war because both men will respect each other on the ground. And in a stand-up war, I give the edge to uh, Petroski He's a lot more explosive, a lot more powerful he looks like with his striking. Thurman seems a little gun-shy, a little hesitant in his last couple fights, just not like he's comfortable throwing and uh, standing and trading with his opponent. So I'm thinking Petroski takes this one, and I believe Petroski's a pretty big favorite at 2-1, but I'm, we'd have to run that back to see for sure. The fight I think I'm most excited for on the prelims, is going to be Aaron Blanchfield. She's taking on Molly Meatball McCann, uh, barstool athlete, Patty Pimblett's best friend. She's got the only, or the only woman with two spinning back elbow knockouts in the UFC, and she did them back-to-back over in London this past summer. Um, she's electrifying. She's got a blitzing style, and, you know, that's just always fun to watch. Blanchfield, she's a dog, huge favorite at minus 360. Um, specializes on the ground, but... She, she's really good everywhere. I think that I, I'm pulling for Molly McCann in this one, baby, but I, I don't know. Blanche feels a lot. It's a big step up in competition. But if Meatball can just go in there and blitz her like she has her last couple opponents, get her up against the fence, get them bouncing, hit another spinning back oboe, that would be iconic, three in a row. I don't know. I'm, I'm taking the dog on that one, Molly McCann. It's going to be a fun fight, I think. And then we have Dominic Reyes, former UFC title challenger, um, two time title challenger, actually. And he's only lost to former UFC champions in John Bones Jones, uh, Jan Blahovic, and current champion Yuri Prohaska. He's taken on Ryan Superman Span. Um, I, I'm thinking that this fight's going to Dominic Reyes, to be honest with you. Reyes, um he's just a lot more experienced, a lot more technical. Span's a dog, super explosive, super powerful, and he's good everywhere. I just don't think he's great anywhere. And I think that Dominic Reyes is going to use his experience and uh, just keep Span at range. I mean, Span's last fight against the top opponent was Anthony Smith. He got stopped pretty quickly. I think it's going to be something similar to that. Not stopped necessarily, just... A Little bit of outclassed, and it's a uh, you know, Dominic Reyes comeback fight. He was re- replenishing that chin, getting it back because uh, he'd been knocked out in his previous two. And then, currently, the featured prelim it's Renato, Mo- Renato Moicano. He's taking on Brad Riddell. Um, this one's a pick em for me. I'm not sure how Vegas has it right now. I have trouble picking it. Moicano, he's a BJJ ace, and he's a warrior on the feet. He can take some damage. He can dish it out. He showed that when he fought Rafael Dasanos. Um Riddell, he's a kickboxing stud. Is Israel Dasanios' training partner, Dan Hooker, all them out of city kickboxing. He's a fun fighter, but I don't think his chin's necessarily where it needs to be. I just I don't think he has it. I, I want to say Moicano's taking it, but you know, the, it's one of those weird fights that could really go either way. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm not making a pick on it or anything, but that's gonna be a fun fight. And then on the main card, kicking things off, we got Dan the Hitman Hooker, uh, Hangman Hooker. Sorry, he's taking on Claudio Puelas. Um, playlist submission stud. He's got two knee bar submissions in the UFC, one over uh, Clay Guido. And Dan Hooker, he's on a one and four. He's one and four in his last five. He's a warrior, he's got a chin, he's got heart, and he's a fucking bruiser. He'll just keep moving forward. He don't give a fuck. I don't know if his chin's gone or returning to lightweight It's going to be a good thing for him, but Claudio Puelas, if he can get this to the ground, it's not It's not going to be pretty for Hooker because he's got a lot of submissions. He's He's just a stud on the ground, one of those dudes you don't want to be rolling with. I don't know who's going to win it for sure. I'm pulling for Hooker. I want Hooker to win, but... Yeah, it's just tough because that one takedown could be all it takes if Claudio Puelas can turn it to a ground game. That, that could be all she wrote for Dan Hooker. And then following that fight, we have Frankie Edgar, former UFC champion. Um, he's, making his, he's having his retirement fight, and he's taking on Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez, absolute killer. Um, dude's got plenty of knockouts. He's finished fights with leg kicks. He's finished fights with punches. I mean, dude's just, he's powerful. He's dynamic. He's explosive. Frankie Edgar, though, since he's moved to Bantamweight, he's a pressure fighter. He uh, he always moves forward. Doesn't look like he's got a ton of power, but he's just always throwing strikes, just punching his way in. He's not trying to wrestle you. He's not trying to just survive. He's wanting to fight. He's on a two-knockout skid, but... One of those was right away against Corey Sandhagen's Flying Knee where he just went down. I mean it was scary to see, but he was out before he hit the ground. The other one, he was beating Marlon Cheeto Vera, I thought, and then Cheeto lands an up kick, just like how Tony Ferguson got caught. Sleeps sleeps Frankie Edgar, so I think Edgar's still got all the skills in the world. It's just gonna be is he gonna be gun shy from getting knocked out these past two times? And he's been saying, you know, I don't want to take too much more damage. This is my last fight. So he might be gun-shy in this one, might be scared to take some damage. If he's not, though, I think Edgar takes it. It's just Gutierrez, not a guy you want to be gun-shy against because he can do some serious damage. He's won seven of his last eight, and I think the eight, the one fight that he didn't win, or no, he's on a seven-fight seven fight unbeaten streak. Six out of seven wins. One was a no contest. That's what it is. It's going to be a fun one. I mean, this whole card is fucking stacked. It's going to be a great card, I think. It's not. I'm going to. I'm definitely not missing this one. It's just MSG. It's lined up. And for the three big fights, the three final fights, it doesn't get better than this. We kick things off with Michael Chandler taking on Dustin Poirier. Since coming to the UFC, Michael Chandler has been just absolutely. Electric complete entertainment the entire time. His fight against Dan Hooker, he knocks him out quick. Um, he fights Charles Oliveira in what was probably fight of the year at that time. Then Justin he fights him, fight of the year, just absolutely swinging bombs. Knocks out Tony Ferguson, most entertaining fighter in the UFC right now. And he's taking on one of the best in the world in Dustin Poirier. Probably one of the best, probably one of, if not the best boxer in the UFC right now. Um, he's coming off a loss to Charles Oliveira, but who hasn't lost to Charles Oliveira if not named Islam Makhachev. Makachev? Um, and is a beast on the ground. I don't see it going there though, because so is Chandler. It's going to be a striking affair. If Chandler keeps it tight and isn't going to just entertain fans, I really see him having a sh- solid shot at taking this. But Poirier is so technical. He's very accurate with his strikes. He hits you right on the money. You you saw it against Conor McGregor. He really uses those low kicks well as well. Low kicks good as well. I don't know. Grammar sounds off there. But no pick in that fight. It could really go either way. Depending on what Chandler shows up. But yeah. I'm just excited to be able to watch that. Still out of breath. It's like a marathon on this show. Alright. And then in our first championship fight, we have Carla Esparza. She's taking on Zhang Weili, defending her belt against Zhang Weili. And Weili's looking to capture the gold again. She uh, came up short twice against Rose Tama Yunus. This fight, you know, she's... She is one of the best women fighter of all women's fighters of all time. I think it's going to be trouble for Carla Esparza, and Vegas sees it that way too. At four to one odds for Zhang Wei Li. I just saw a video this week where she picked up 265 pound Francis Ngannou with absolute ease, no problem at all. Picks him up over her shoulder by one leg. I mean, the woman's tough. And Carla Esparza, she's a great wrestler, but Zhang Wei Li has that in her bag of tricks too. You know, she's no slouch on the ground. It's going to be. I just. I really don't see a path to victory for Esparza because Zhang Wei Li's just. She's a fucking energizer bunny. Never stops moving forward. She's just. She's scary. She's strong. She's. You saw what she did against Joanna Young Jacek in her last fight spinning, spinning back fist knockout. Dynamic. Great striking, great wrestling. She beats everybody not named Rose Namajunas, and it's not even close in a lot of her fights. So, I, I'm locking in Lee on this fight. You're not getting much money back if you put it down on her, but that's got to be one of the highest odds for a uh, uh, for a challenger to come in that high of a favorite against the champion. And then in the main event, we have Israel Desanya versus Alex Pereira. These two. These two do not fucking like each other. They fought twice in kickboxing uh, back in, I want to say, 2016 or 17. Alex Pereira, he took them both. He uh, he gets a decision in one of the fights and absolutely sleeps. Adesanya sends him to the hospital in the next one. I mean, Pereira's got some serious power. He's been doing that since coming to the UFC. He slept Sean Strickland. He, shot, he slept uh, Neil Aquitas. He beat Bruno Silva pretty convincingly. He's just—he's got some insane power, and it's deceptive because it doesn't look like he's loading up or throwing hard strikes or anything like that. But then he hits people—the equilibrium's thrown off, or they're sleeping. I mean, this guy just unreal power. And Adesanya—I mean, we know all about him. He's the best striker in the UFC right now. His ability to control distance, his ability to hit you without getting hit—I mean, he's just. He's a beast, and he's been dominant. He hasn't lost at 185 in the UFC yet. The difference between uh, Pereira and all his other opponents, though, other than Pereira's beaten him before, is that Pereira's the same size as Izzy, just as long. It's like 79-inch reach to 80-inch reach, not a big advantage, 6'5", 6'6", and he's a pro kickboxer. Izzy's a pro kickboxer. He's got the confidence that, I've already beat this guy, He's not coming in scared like a lot of his other opponents have in the past. That nuclear option can prove to be devastating for Izzy, and I mean Pereira is the most nuclear option that there is with his power. It's unreal. Just watch the Strickland fight if you got 3 minutes of your day. It's it's insane what he did to that man. And Strickland's got a fucking chin on him. He's a he's a dog. So I don't have a pick for that fight. It's going to be fucking entertaining, I think. Izzy says that, fuck the belt. I'm not worried about it. I want to beat Pereira. He just wants to get that fight back. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But I I really don't have a pick on it. I can't wait for the card. That's this Saturday, November 12th on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. And it's it's going down in Madison Square Garden. All right, and then next week we have a – that's all we have for this week's fights. Next week I'm going to be previewing – I'll recap that card, of course, and then we'll preview the Bellator 288 Corey Anderson versus Vadim Nemkob. I'm super excited for that card. We get to see Patricky Fieri. He's taking on Khabib's cousin, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov. That'll be fun. See if Dagestan can get a second belt at the same time. So, yeah, I've been Matt. I ha- this has been Matt with Blood and Beer. I've always been Matt. And uh, the beer that we had again, it was the Cheetah Lager by Rheingeist. 6-8. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you, and I'll see you next week.